The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome to this Monday edition of the Source of Truth podcast. I'm glad you're with us as we take time to study God's Word together. That is the source of truth, and we're glad you've taken time to be with us. Whether you're watching this live or watching this later or listening to this sometime, uh, we have it on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and any audio format. Each episode's one of those, and our website, bensalembaptist.org. You can find this and all the other episodes in one of those places. This morning, we are going to start the week off, and we picked up Friday in the book of 1 Peter chapter 2. So if you're following along, 1 Peter chapter 2, uh, Jesus spent some time, or Peter really spent time in verse 9, giving us a list of things that made us unique. He says, we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, peculiar people. Again, this is not weird or isolation. This is not us staying away. This is just the fact that in Jesus as a new nation, in a peculiar scenario, we are different. We are not of the world. We are of a new kingdom. And so we're going to talk a little bit about what does that mean in practical? What does that mean look, look, look like moving forward? We see that down in verse number 11. The Bible says, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul, having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. So he starts in verse 7. He, he beseeches you. He goes, as strangers and pilgrims, since this is not our home, since this is not our eternal. Understand, this is temporary. You're going to have a 70 to 80, maybe 90-year stint here on earth, and then you move to your eternal destination. If you're saved, that's heaven. If you're not, unfortunately, that is hell. And so he is saying that this is just a stopping point. So don't be so consumed with these things. Because he says, I beseech you then, as these people abstain from fleshly lust with war against the soul. Now, fleshly lust is going to be things that the flesh wants to do that we know are wrong. God has given us some things for pleasure and for enjoyment that are right, but there are just some things in the world this world offers that are sinful. He's saying abstain from them, stay away from them. But I like what he says. It's so important in this to look at. They war against our soul. Uh, they wear us down. They, they beat us up. I mean, here's the thing. First of all, the more we get engaged, the less they, we think we have a problem with it. Our conscience no longer seared, you know, becomes seared, and we just think it's no big deal. We change our perspective on the truth. This is today, postmodern world. Well, it's my truth. No, there's truth. There's just truth. And the more we follow these things, the more it war against our soul. It changes our mindset, changes our thinking. And then we find ourselves holding on to things that the Bible clearly says are wrong. And that's where we really have to focus our attention to make sure that we're not engaging in the things of the world because you begin to agree with them. You begin to, they become part of who you are. But not only war against your soul, they war, they bring guilt. They bring pain. They bring damage. They bring destruction of marriages and destruction of our life, destruction of our mind. They just destroy us. God intended to give us life abundantly. These things only pull us down, only hurt us only drag us deeper into the depths of sin, and only leave us empty, broken, and in despair. They war against us. They, you say, well, they're fun. Well, even in the Old Testament, Moses said he chose to, rather than enjoying the pleasure of sin for a season, there is a time we understand sin is pleasurous. It's not, it's, it's not that it's not. It can be pleasurous for a season. And then it comes with the issues. Then it comes with the pain. Then it comes with all the things. You know, you can get drunk and it could be fun. Maybe I've never done it, but fun for a while. You're, all your problems disappear. But then what happens? You wake up the next day with more problems. 
because you, those things war against you. The things that you think are great end up only going against you. Satan wants you to believe they're great, jump in, they're fine, then they, then they come to kick you in the teeth the next day. So you go, stay away from these things. It's not worth being tainted and damaged and beaten up by this world. Then he says in verse 12, giving us a little more specifics on what he means. Having your conversation honest. The word conversation in the New Testament simply means lifestyle. So having your lifestyle honest among the Gentiles. This would be honest amongst the unsaved, against the world. Honest amongst the Gentiles. Why? Catch this, because this is happening today. That whereas they speak against you, even though they speak against you as evildoers, may by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. So he goes, even though they will speak evil against you. Now, this is happening today. If you stand in today's culture, in our postmodern uh, world of tolerance, if I can say that, if you hold strong to a position, please understand, I believe we should always be loving, but we should stand strong. And sometimes the world's not going to see strong as loving. That's fine. Here's what I've learned. Tolerance is great unless you disagree with somebody. And then you're wrong, even, even if that person's wrong. There is no, really no such thing as tolerance. The world says tolerance, you agree with them. If you disagree with them, then they're the most intolerant people out there. But what he's saying is the world will say, because we hold to the word of God, there's going to be times, and it happens today, the world sees us as Christians as evil. Uh, they use terms as intolerant, hateful, homophobic, xenophobic, all these different phrases we use, and simply because we hold to biblical values. We hold to biblical values in marriage and all the other things. We're hateful, we're afraid of these things and all. The world's going to say that. They're going to say, uh, you know, they're going to want to say that. They have to say that because they know we're right. They know they're wrong. And so, you know, the simple truth is if you don't have truth on your side, you have to criticize the other side's character. So they have to make Christianity look bad to, to negate the argument, shall I say. But so we know they're going to argue. They know we are, they are arguing. So what do you do? What do you do when you live in a day when you know that the world is lying about you? No, I know. Trust me, I'm fully aware. There are plenty of Christians online, plenty, plenty of Christians in our world today, Christians, and maybe saved, maybe not. Plenty of people who claim the name Christian who just destroy the name of Jesus. They are hateful. They are cruel. They are mean. It's not at all a picture of Jesus at all. And really, they, they, if they are saved, they're breaking so much scripture and they're going to answer to Jesus for it one day. But that, that's not the point. So we have to be careful. There's some of that, and they do prove that we're right. So what do we do? Live right. Live godly. Live loving. I mean, Jesus was attracted to the sinners. Now, he did tell them, go and sin no more. But he didn't sit there and judge them. That's what the Pharisees and Sadducees did. He said, go to them, love them, help them see the truth. Because frankly, most of the people going these directions are looking for answers, and they're looking at a place that's going to leave them even more empty, a place that war, wars against their soul. So he says, what do we do? Whereas they speak evil against you as evildoers, here's what they do. By your good works, they may by your good works, which they will behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. When it's all said and done, they're going to look back and say, no matter what we said against you, your actions outweighed our accusation. We can be accused of being cruel and hateful, but our actions should prove that wrong. What we're doing, what we believe, what we're saying, that should prove us, prove them wrong. They should see by our actions that their accusations are wrong. They should not see a hateful, judgmental people. They should see a loving people, a gracious people, an accepting people. Because you don't have to always agree with people to love them. And they should see that from us as Jesus did to a world that was being called to, to grace, called to conversion, called to salvation. That's what they should see in it. So no matter how much they throw at us, 
When it's all done, they're going to glorify God because they're going to say, we were cruel to them, but they never stood against you. They never wavered in what they knew was right. The world needs to see people who are convinced that what they believe is right, lovingly, graciously, and firmly standing on the Word of God because they're looking for truth. They're not looking for fake religion. They're looking for truth, and they're looking for truth in love. They're looking for what Jesus gave thousands of years ago, and that's, we are his church. We are his ambassadors on this earth, and that's what he wants us to be. And so Peter's telling us, listen, and by the way, this church was under the persecution. He said, they're going to make you as the bad guys. Stand strong. When you see Jesus one day, when it's all done, you're going to see that you were right. It's not going to be immediate. It's not like they're going to attack you today and apologize in the news tomorrow. More than likely, that may never happen in your lifetime. But one day, when it's all said and done, you will stand strong by your testimony and let your testimony be that thing that they see that honors God and points people to Jesus. It may be the one thing that draws them to the reality of Jesus, who Jesus really is. Well, thanks for joining us on this Monday morning, starting off the week together with us. I hope you'll be encouraged by this. I hope you're challenged by this. We're not to be perfect. We're not to say that anything of the world is bad because there's a lot of great things in the world God has given us. But those things that are obviously wrong, may we keep ourselves from them and may we live in a, in a life that is unique and different um, and, and unique in the fact that we are peculiar people honoring God in this and trust God to take care of all those other details. Thanks for joining us on this Monday morning. Greatly appreciate the privilege to be part of your day. Hope this is a help and hope you'll join us again tomorrow.